0: Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Thornton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face. A skip to your step.
1: And a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating
0: Motherhood. A podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Mentorship. Being mentored and being a mentor has been a life changer for me. Hi friends, thanks for joining us here on Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. Our guest today is widely known to women in the communications field and beyond as a passionate mentor. Heather Adams is the founder and CEO of Choice Media and Communications, an organization that serves preeminent voices in publishing, government, lifestyle, entertainment, business, and faith-based arenas. Heather is a mom of two who lives in Nashville and recently chatted with Steph about the benefits of mentorship. And here's their conversation. Hey,
1: Heather, welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast.
2: Thank you so much, Steph, for having me. It's such a delight to be with you.
1: Yay. Well, uh, I, I know you're a mom. How, tell us about your kids.
2: So I have two boys. Um, Dixon, my oldest, is 12. And Paxton, mm-hmm. my youngest, is about to be 10 in just a
1: couple of weeks. How is that? 10 oh, and 12?
2: You know, I have found, and I don't know about you, you may feel this way too, but with every season, I think it gets better. Mm -hmm. Um, I would not return to the, what I call the weeds, which are the diaper potty training nursing days for anything.
1: (laughs) I so
2: much prefer boys who are on the baseball diamond and on the basketball court and, um, who can put their own clothes on and yes. <laughs> all of that stuff. So um, I love being a boy mom too. And um, I'm very, very proud of the gentleman that my, my husband and I are
1: trying to raise. Yes. Well, well, I am on the, not the opposite side of the spectrum, but yes, in terms of gender, I have three girls. Right. So, and mine are younger than yours. And so that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, tell me about this 10 and 12, what that is going to be like. And I'm also not in the weeds, but I will say that like as the kids get older, uh, their problems are bigger in some ways. Yes. Uh, and oh so the parenting gosh. feels heavier, uh, yes. not heavier as in like, physically exhausted, although sometimes I certainly am, um, but just weightier.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I relate to that so much because Dixon started middle school last year. He was in fifth grade, starts middle school um, where they attend. And, you know, I realized with that year, Matt and I said, you know, it was the hardest year of parenting we had had to date because You remember middle school. I mean, it's awful,
1: right? Oh, and it's so awkward. It's and- awkward. Your
2: body's doing weird things. You People who you've been friends with since kindergarten, now nobody knows how to act around each other. Like they're learning all of these you know, social norms and social graces and um, even the lunchroom, like who's sitting with who at the lunchroom causes so much anxiety and angst. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just all those emotions that come with it as as they're um, changing into men. Mm-hmm. And um, and that has been so hard, um, you know, to, to navigate and to make sure that you're trying to do things in a proactive way good way as a, um, you know, engaged parent and not somebody who's just watching on the sidelines and then reactively handling things. But mm-hmm. um, but yes, I completely relate with that. But listen, having three girls, I, I mean, kudos to you because I can only imagine
1: what the teenagers will be like in your house. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I'm very nervous about the coming years. Although oh I gosh. definitely, to your point, I feel like my oldest, who's nine, so he, um, mm-hmm. she's getting older. Um, you know, she is having to navigate some of the questions of things while her body isn't exactly changing, I find that she's um, becoming a little bit more emotional uh, and word on the street. I mean, not, I haven't spoken with a doctor about this is that uh, hormones do start to change in kids um, younger. And uh, while they might not, you know, have some of the, Really evident changes mm-hmm. um, internally. Their little bodies are changing, which makes it difficult to navigate those parenting.
2: Oh my moments. gosh! Absolutely, the smells alone at my house stuff are what oh. you know. Both of my boys are athletes, and so you know when yeah. they come off of the baseball field and we're they're taking all their clothes off in the laundry room, I'm like, oh please, Lord, let this smell go. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> and I think it's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I can't imagine. I'm sure my kids are not like immune to stinkiness i'm sure they'll be stinky in their own right but um i just remembered as you were speaking about that flashbacks to my youth of bat bed or bath and body works and all of the perfumes that like Mm -hmm. a middle school girl uses oh bless
2: (laughs) all at one time too
1: all at one time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I know you obviously have some parenting years under your belt mm-hmm. and uh but you're also in the thick of it with a yes. lot like a lot of us. Uh but one of the well, actually the main topic that I wanted the two of us to talk about is uh the value of mentorship in motherhood and yes. also in entrepreneurship. Uh, because I think there is space for mentorship in both of those things. And so mm-hmm. um Here's what I'd love for you to start with. Uh, can you speak to how mentorship has influenced your life, uh, both professionally and personally?
2: Absolutely. You know, it is such a passion of mine. I um, I really feel like it came into my life um, and was evident for the first time when I was a college student at the University of Georgia. I joined a sorority Um Alpha Omicron Pi, and was a member, an active member all four years I was at Georgia. And, you know, that is where I really learned for the first time what rich, deep, beautiful friendships looked like. Mm-hmm. I certainly had had friends from elementary through high school and friends that I'm still super close with to this day. But college is really where I... um I really understood the beauty and, and weight that came from, you know, really meaningful friendships. Hmm. And, um, and, you know, that's also where college was also where I made some of the craziest and dumbest decisions of my life. I don't know about you, Steph, but, you know, (laughs) I was navigating that on my own for the very first time in life. And I had lived in a very sheltered bubble um, through high school. So there were these women who were surrounding me, some of them, my peers, you know, girlfriends who were members of the organization with me. And, um, and then there were these advisors who were some of them, you know, like my mom's age, but but several of them just, you know, a little bit ahead of me in life. You know, they were into their professional careers and they were, you know, just a few years outside of college. And um, it's really where I learned the value of this multi-generational mentorship mm. and um, and understanding what it was like to have someone who really poured into you and cared about you and only had your well-being It you know, at at heart. And so when I graduated from Georgia, I really wanted to remain involved with AOPI um, because of, you know, how much it had given me. And so I, a year after I graduated, became an advisor. And this fall, I will celebrate 20 years of serving as an advisor, because I still, to this day, find such value in now being the mentor instead of the mentee to those women, and um, I really feel like that is a mission field for me working with college women. And you know, they they need someone in their lives to shine a light and help them navigate that road, and also not pass judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to help them, you know, learn from my mistakes and make better choices that I did, and you know, all of that. So that's really where mentorship kind of started for me. Um, mm-hmm. But but as I grew in my professional life and in my career, I really um, understood how that mentorship expanded outside of AOpi. you know, mm-hmm. and um, I saw the power that my own mentors had had, you know, on me. and and I wanted to be that kind of example for women specifically, whether it was in my volunteer work or in my professional life or even personally. Um, I felt like, you know, it was it was my responsibility to carry on that legacy of how women had poured into me. Mm,
1: that's amazing. Now, uh, here is my naive, aka no Greek experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Uh, give me just a short, brief overview of, uh, you spoke about being an advisor, having yes. an advisor, like how is that all set up in the Greek system?
2: So, you know, within the chapter um, or organization, you know, they're all over at different campuses all over the country. Right. And so each one has advisors that are assigned to that that specific chapter, that specific campus. So at the University of Georgia, at the AOPI chapter, there's a group of women who advise just that chapter.
1: Okay.
2: I, I live in Nashville now. There's a chapter that I have been advising for 16 years here mm-hmm. um, at Middle Tennessee State University. So th- there's a group of us that advise that chapter specifically. Sure. And the way it works is we have specific categories that we are responsible for advising. Hmm. My specific role right now is recruitment, which is, you know, um, the selection and retaining of our members mm-hmm. and determining who we're going to invite and extend membership to and how we're going to keep those women engaged um, and and really you know, it's a lifelong commitment. It's not just the four years you're in college. And so my responsibility is recruitment, but we have financial advisors and we have um, chapter development advisors and we have an overall chapter advisor who is responsible for the whole chapter, um, which I have have served in that capacity as well. So you really get involved um, most intimately with the leadership within the organization. There's a leaders council of women who serve as the philanthropy chair and the treasurer and the vice president and the recruitment chair and all that stuff. Um, But, but you, you, you really are engaged with all the body of women, particularly in my role as recruitment advisor, because I am training them And leading them on um on that process. And it's every woman in the organization, not just the leaders of
1: that group. Yeah. I I love that like the advisors have various specialties or areas that they oversee advisement Mm -hmm. of. That's that's really cool. Um now here here's what I'd also love to know. Um, you know, I think there's to your point, uh, there's a lot of different areas of life that you could seek a mentor for. Mm -hmm. Uh, in your experience, what would you say are the areas of life that, um, you know, some of our listeners who are moms um, Mm -hmm. might seek a mentor for?
2: Well, you know, I first would say personally, there are so many areas that I have a mentor. Um, I have a therapist Mm -hmm. who I go to on a regular, consistent basis. And I talk to her about everything that you know, makes up my life, my personal, um, my professional, my volunteer, you know, my parenting, you know, all of those different aspects. Um, and she really serves as a mentor to me over my, you know, health and well being and, and, um, and general mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have people who are strong in a strong community of friendships that are mentors to me in that group. Um, and how to navigate those friendships and how to pour into those relationships and um, when to get out of toxic ones and, you know, mm. all of that. Yeah. Um, my husband and I have um, what, what I would call marriage examples or mentors, people who are, uh, they may be our same age or they may be ahead of us. Um, in the amount of time that they've been married, but they really serve as good models for us and how to navigate, you know, all, all that is involved in having an intentional and strong partnership. Right. Um, so, you know, that's really important. And then we have faith um, leaders in our life. Faith is a really important component of our life. And I would say those are mentors to me in that area. So, you know, that's all in my personal Um, then it professionally, I Mm -hmm. have mentors too. I have an executive coach that I've worked with for years. Um, I really started seeing an executive coach when I was in my twenties and found a way to make that work, um, financially. And then as my career has grown, you know, have enhanced that, um, certainly people who are are mentors in areas that you know I'm not necessarily an expert in but I'm running a business and I need people who are smarter and better than me in the financial arena because that's my not not my core competency and in the the legal um, you know area for my business um, those are examples of people where I've kind of surrounded myself with, they're, you know, they're better and smarter than me in those Mm -hmm. categories and they're going to help me have a successful business. And so I would say they mentor me in that way. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, general mentors who have um, taught me hard and soft skills. Yeah. The, the woman who hired me um, at my very first book publicity job Mm -hmm. uh, when I worked for Thomas Nelson, her name is Pamela Clements. And you know, I learned so much from Pamela, um, the the greatest of which what was not her teaching me how to write a press release, you know, or, or things like that. But, you know, she really handed me her personal relationships with major national media mm-hmm. and taught me how to navigate that in a deep and meaningful way and not just go to them when I needed something. And, and here I am 20 years later with those same relationships that she personally handed me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't take that for granted at all. So, you know, I would say in the professional sense, you know, there's all those people that surround you. They may be your colleague or they may be your supervisor or they may be somebody who um, is good at something that you're not and that you need, you know, help with. But but also in that professional arena stuff, you know, I one thing I do is I really try... To um, have mentors that would be seen normally as competitors, mm. uh, people who also own a PR business or who are in um, the same you know line of work that I am, but that gosh, they are doing something so well, and you know what can I learn from them in that way? And so, really embracing the competition as an ally and mm. um, and and looking at it in that way, I have found so much value in the mentorship that I've gained from those women
1: too. Oh, totally. Well, you just, you bombed us with mentorship (laughs) ideas. (laughs) Let's just go straight. I was like, and you can have that mentor and that mentor and that mentor. And don't, don't hear me wrong. Like I agree. I'm, you're speaking my language, girl. Like I have such admiration for the mentors in my life Mm -hmm. that have walked Mm -hmm. alongside of me through various seasons. Uh, and You know, what's fascinating about mentorship, at least from my standpoint, is that there are some mentors of mine that are shall I call maybe more formal relationships, yes. like yes. the your therapist, mm-hmm. uh, your executive coach, yes, that type of things. But then there's also mentors that are a bit certainly more informal. Yes. Uh, so speak a little bit to that, like how, how you, I mean, first of all, how you go about finding a mentor, but then like cons- the considerations of a formal mentor versus an informal mm-hmm. mentor. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a
2: great way to put it. Well, you know, I think so often women in particular think of a mentor as okay, I'm in college, I'm getting ready to graduate, I'm going to try and find a job, I've got to find a mentor, somebody who can help me in my career, and, you know, um, I need to go find someone who's specifically in my industry, who is ahead of me by 20 years, who is willing to meet with me for coffee, and, you know, all of those things, and I just don't think that that's, that's so limiting to only think of a mentor in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so from a, you know, the standpoint of how, how to find one, you know, one thing that I think is the best first step is to look at your immediate network. Mm -hmm. You know, who are people that are already surrounding you? It could be girlfriends of yours who are awesome at this one thing. Um, Or it could be um, your mom's best friend who's been like an aunt to you since you were 10 years old. Um, Or it could be, you know, your boss in your company who um, just really believes in you and is a champion for you in your company. Um, Or it could be a fellow mom at school who just seems to have it all together. You know, she doesn't,
1: and, by the way. She, correct, but, right? But um, in your head, she has it all together. In your head.
2: And then you go to her and she's transparent and she says, I don't have it all together, but you in yeah. that vulnerability really um help each other. Uh, totally. You know, so so I think the first thing to do is to really evaluate your network and mm-hmm. look at, you know, who are the people who are immediately surrounding me and have a lot of initiative be bold, be an advocate for yourself, go to those people and ask. And, you know, I I tell a lot of college women when I'm talking to them about how to find and develop a really good mentorship relationship, Mm -hmm. that you don't want to just go and ask for coffee and not have an agenda. When you are asking someone to spend time with you and to really um, have a long View of the relationship and not just a short term, um, you know, 30 minute conversation. You need to go with what your desired outcomes are for this relationship Mm -hmm. and what you're hoping to gain from them spending time with you and, you know, all of that. And so I think not just being bold and asking them, but also, you know, coming kind of prepared with what do you hope to get out of this and you know, how can you add value to them as well?
1: Mm, yeah. No, I am a firm believer in setting expectations in relationships as close to reality as possible. And mm-hmm. so being able to be clear, especially I, I'm thinking back to a current, um, professional mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, she is just like a very, very strong businesswoman. She's, okay. um, quite a bit older than me, but has seen some tremendous success. I was scared spitless to yes. approach her. Um, and one of my friends introduced me and she said, this could be the best and worst thing that'll ever happen to you. I can vouch. That's <laughs> that is so accurate. It's and so true, insane. right? Because they yes.
2: challenge you in ways that you weren't asking them to. And you're like, well, darn it, that's not what I wanted out of this and then you realize five steps later gosh I'm so glad that they did that yes you know? yes
1: yeah but one of the things that she did that I so appreciate is that you know after we had just an initial coffee coffee meeting where we are getting to know each other and I had mm-hmm. asked her like if she'd be open to an informal mentorship um, I did ask specifically like I'm looking for coffee meetings every quarter so no mm-hmm. more than that um, but she said you know I that's definitely something I interested in, but here's what I need you to do. I need you to think in advance to our meetings of what you want to talk about. And I need you to email me your questions so I can really think through it. And Mm -hmm. I so appreciated the fact that she set uh, both of us up for success. She set me up for Mm -hmm. success and not going in unplanned or with unrealistic expectations of what she was going to be able to offer me. Um, But I set her up for success to come in prepared with, um, you know, true life examples of what's worked and what hasn't for her. So anyway, I totally believe in setting some expectations and even on like an informal personal mentorship too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I remember I approached, um, Uh, one of my pastor's wives in college, and I didn't know her. She definitely didn't know me. I was a college student, and I just marched straight up to her, and I was like, I'm Stephanie Fleece, and I'm wondering if you'd be open to being my mentor.
0: Good for you. Seth.
1: And, oh, I was so scared. Uh, and I really of didn't even you know. Were. I didn't know the idea of expectations and that sort of thing. So I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was getting myself into, nor did she. But uh, truthfully, that informal mentorship was a large catalyst to my passion for mentorship because we didn't sit down and talk about anything particular. We just did life. Like I would just yes. go to her house and I'd watch her cook because I had No idea how to cook, Um, Mm -hmm. and I was engaged, and so I had so many questions about marriage. And so, anyway, I think um, to your point, opening your mind up to all of the different areas of life that a mentor could add value, um, and setting expectations accordingly. That um, I've also found in my life that it's it's hard to expect a professional mentor to speak too much to my personal life, unless there's Uh a lot of synergism. Um, As with my personal mentors, uh, you know, my, one of my most dear mentors is a stay-at-home mom that Uh loves her kids. She's amazing, but her life looks so different than mine from a professional sense that ask asking her any professional questions like that just doesn't make much sense so yeah
2: just right well and that's where I find the formal mentor comes in is the gaps that you're missing right you know where you you know when you evaluate holistically your life and all the different areas that are vying for our attention and um you know that you're trying to prioritize well, you know, really looking at where are the gaps, where are the areas where, um, I really need someone who could pour into me and who could really help me in this arena, um, or area of my life. And I think that that's where those more formal ones, like a therapist, like an executive coach, you know, like, a uh, CFO for your business or whatever that's I think that's where those come into play
1: yeah that's totally true I could I, I'm taking any and all mentors in all areas that she mentioned right now that's Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there gosh there's so much to learn and honestly I also love um you spoke specifically to generational diversity too mm-hmm. um in mm-hmm. your mentorship because I do find that um the more generations away from us people are. Um, In some cases, it's hard to find a lot of commonality, but there is so much wisdom to gain um, from the generations that have gone before us from um, the baby boomers to the baby busters. I mean, there's just really um, so much um, asset that can be added to your life from those generations.
2: Well, and I also feel like the women who are coming behind us have so much to teach us too.
1: Totally. Um, Yes. I'm also taking a 20 something mentor.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Those, those women that I work with in AOPI. You know, I've been working with them for 20 years. So I have women who went through the process of being an active collegiate member and now they're married with children and they're not far behind me and they're calling me and asking me things about, you know, how to make a decision on what school to put their children in and, you know, marriage advice and all that. And then I have the women who are still in college that I'm walking through those seasons with them and they're trying to navigate relationships and, um, when, you know, they're in a toxic, um, friendship and they don't know how to get out of it and, um, how to manage school and a job and, you know, like all of those things. And, they are teaching me so much. I mean, I would not know one thing about um, beauty products if it was not for those girls. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Or or technology life. advancements. Yes. I mean, yes, social media there, that which didn't exist when I graduated from college. So right. all those women have taught me a lot. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. There really is so much to learn from uh, the people that we put around us, isn't there? Yes, there is. It's, totally. am- it's amazing. Well, you have given me a lot to think about mentorship and um, everyone that's listening, hopefully a lot to chew on with mentorship. But um, here's what I'm going to do kind of in closing. We we have uh, just had Sprinkles mom poll for you. I've got oh, three okay, questions. Yes. They are super random, okay. but um, I need your honest answers as okay. quickly as possible. <laughs> so the first question is, What's a great book, movie, or show that you recently discovered?
2: Okay, I have two. Okay. So Billions is a show on Showtime with Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis. And you probably remember Damian Lewis, who played in um, Homeland and who was in Band of Brothers. He plays this hedge fund king in New York. And Paul Giamatti is the U.S. attorney who is... Um, charged with trying to take him down. And it is this brilliant um, back and forth of the dynamics of their personalities and their connections. And Paul Giamatti's wife on the show plays Damian Lewis's um, in-house therapist for his business. And so she knows where all the bodies are buried, but she can't talk to her husband about it. Oh Oh. my gosh, it's awesome. So that's that's one, it's called Billions. How
1: many seasons in is it?
2: Um, I think four.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm running. It's really, really good to not get anything done today.
2: (laughs) And then there's a new movie out on Netflix called The Highwaymen, which is Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson, and they play the Texas Rangers who were given the task of hunting down Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, and so it's told from their perspective. You know, so often growing up, the Bonnie and Clyde story was always from Bonnie and Clyde's perspective. You know, yeah. Um. But this is from the, the rangers' perspective, who were eventually the ones who
1: executioned
2: executioners for Bonnie and Clyde. So, it's brilliant and Kevin Costner, I love. So, those are two really good things that I have seen recently that okay. I love.
1: Okay, you've you've definitely increased our productivity thanks to those <laughs> suggestions.
2: I'm always <laughs> down for some some binge television or movie watching.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. Well, we'll we'll definitely link to all of this in our show notes okay, so great. people can check it out. But, okay, second question is what is the last thing you purchased on Amazon?
2: Okay, I have the most random order that I just placed and got last night at the Uh house delivered. Yeah. Guinea, guinea pig food. Guinea protein. Yeah, we have two guinea pigs, Harold and Gerald. Um, (laughs) It had protein powder and big league chew gumballs because my boys are both baseball players and they have to have gum when they're playing baseball. And then it also had Michael Hyatt's new book in there. I just got that. Free to focus. Yeah, it's amazing. I love Mike and um, worked for him in my career. And so it was this one big box of all this random <laughs> stuff. But that pretty much sums up my life. It pretty <laughs>
1: much does. Well, <laughs> we're also going to link to all those things in the show notes in case anyone is dying to get guinea poo, pig guinea, food. Guinea pig pig food, yes. That right? That's awesome. Okay, so my last question, um, last but certainly not least, is... Mm-hmm. What is one way that you are celebrating motherhood these days?
2: Oh, I love that question. Um, So I have this thing that I do with my sons that I started when they were five years old called dudes and doll date nights. Hmm. So I have two dudes. I have three, including my husband. And then I'm the doll. My oldest son came up with that one summer when we were planning a camp for them um with just me. So we call we have a hashtag dudes and doll and um we intentionally go on dates. I had one last night with my oldest son. We went to a baseball game, went to dinner in a baseball game. Um, I have one planned this weekend with my youngest son who is very much into WWE wrestling um, and all things surrounding wrestlers, which I have no clue about, which is so funny, but um, it's, you know, I am trying to teach them how to be gentlemen and how to treat women and how to be a good friend. And my husband takes them on dates and teaches them how to cut a steak. And he talks to them about sex and, you know, all of these different things, but we have these dudes and doll date nights and it is hands down, my favorite thing that I do with them.
1: Oh, I love that. Dudes thank and doll. You. Dudes um, and doll. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Heather, you've been um, a joy to have on. Thank you for your time and for all of your wisdom.
2: Thank you so much, Steph, for having me. I am just so honored to be included um, on your podcast and in front of the women that you lead. So thank you
0: Thank you to Heather Adams for joining us today. To learn more about her and her organization, visit choicepublicity.com. Thanks for listening, friends. Until next time, don't forget to celebrate the little things that happen every day in motherhood and Just Add Sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblognetwork.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our hosts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.